The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, DBXYZ people, all you boat rockers out there and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of the radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. One on the left side of the page is Bradley show from yesterday, so if you didn't get to see that, you can check that out up until 3 p.m. Eastern today, at which time he'll be live in that area. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got there. Um, look for the Rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner. Click on that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. A lot of friends over there this morning. Good to see you guys, so good morning to you guys. And uh, while you're over there, please subscribe to the channel, Sons of Liberty Radio Live, Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble. And then also we're on beforeitsnews.com, top of the page over there, and we appreciate those guys giving us a spot as well. Back to sonsoflibertymedia.com, right up on where we're streaming live on the right side of the page. There's a place where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Please do that. Help us get the word out. Uh, all the articles we have out at sonsoflibertymedia.com for the day go out to you late afternoon, early evening, and that includes the morning show archive. So be sure to do that. And then finally, uh, again, we're highlighting Bradley's new book. Uh, we've got that bundle package put together for you, Soldier of the Cross. Uh, you get the book. You get uh, shirt of your size, and then you get the, the Sons of Liberty dog tags. And you can get either black or you can get silver. So you can pick that in the bundle, $34, a little more if you're double X or larger. The shirts are available as well in the store, Soldier of the Cross, $20, a little more, again, if you're double X or larger. The Soldier of the Cross book, as well as the All the Prophets are pointing to the front book, $10 each. And then the dog tags, if you're wanting to pick those up, those are $8 as well. All right, now, real quickly, I, uh, we have a guest on this morning, and um, <clears throat> Dr. Willie Soon, 
I, I ask people, I say, give me a brief bio, and I get a long thing. So I'm just going to tell you he's got more uh, degrees and things that we can shake a stick at and write on a business card. But uh, I, I brought him on because I saw an interview with him, and I thought, wow, this is really good. The people need to hear what uh, Dr. Soon has to say. And it's, in, it's with regard to this whole thing. It went from global warming, now it's climate change. And I guess that you can say the climate changes, but it's not changing the way they're dramatically trying to push on us. And so it's my privilege to welcome to the Sons of Liberty, Dr. Willie Soon. Good to see you, man. All right. Thank you, Tim. Yeah. Uh, now, you you have been speaking out on this for some time. And right before we come on the show, you know, you were talking about, you know, this is the battle. This is one of the, the battlefronts that we're engaged in right now. And just how important is this, this issue of climate change? Well, it's extremely important, obviously, because it's, it's not really about climate. They don't really care about climate. Ultimately, it's all about the energy policy, right? It's about the electricity, your gas stove, you know, your refrigerator, so on and so forth. Or even your lawnmower, things like that. I mean, these people have been endlessly trying to regulate, 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 you know, regulate ourselves to death with no particular good reason. I mean, this is really strange. Yes, it has been a very old agenda in some sense, right? Energy is the... the, the and of course, including electricity, you know, things to power your car, so on and so forth. These are all quintessential elements of good life. I mean, healthy life. I mean, in the old days, I mean, you have to work, I don't know, 10 hours to get uh, a little bit of food. I mean, this day, we just think that food grown in a supermarket <laughs> because we have a really proliferation of energy use, basically. Electricity and you know, all the available conveniences of modern time. Uh, this is part of the thing. And then in the meantime, as you can think that uh, because that the way we generate our energy using coal, gas, wood fire, what have you, right? Nuclear, everything, sun, wind, so on and so forth. I'm, I'm in no particular favor of any form of energy, except we got to have access to cheap and abundance energy. That's, that's what the whole point is about. And then they claim that because of uh, burning coal, burning gas, you know, fossil fuel, and so on and so forth, created this uh, emit uh, carbon dioxide emission to the air. So it has a potential because CO2 is a so-called greenhouse gas, mainly because of its property, it, it, intrinsic property, the basic property to be able to trap sort of uh, radiation, radiation energy from Earth, right? So in that sense that they, they call this a danger. By the way, I do have to correct you, Tim, for this. I mean, they no longer call it global warming or climate change. I mean, they call it global boiling. I think the latest oh, yeah. one is about boiling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what? I mean, this is showing you that this is not about science. This is about method to scare you. <laughs> Basically, watch out for your pocket. I mean, that's right. People are that's coming to your bank. Yeah. That, exactly. that that's exactly what it is, and it is. You're you're right. I did read that little section you had there, and I believe who was that? The guy who runs the uh, the UN over there. I think he he mentioned Antonio something about Gutierrez, yeah. yeah, he mentioned that stuff too. And by the way, that's interesting. The UN has never been ran. Uh, by anything other than a communist or a socialist. That's the only people that have run the UN. And I, again, yeah, the God honest truth. Yeah, why, these people why we are continue to no good. Yeah. So, so tell us, where is this coming from? And what is the agenda that's behind it? Because I know eventually it's to tax us more on our breathing, for goodness sake. I, I mean, yes. I spoke about this the other day when I was in elementary school. We learned that. 
carbon dioxide was a really good thing for the earth. You know, you're yes, indeed. I mean, so uh, but, I mean, this is actually one of the most amazing byproduct. I mean, yeah. If we, I mean, by now you you know that this topic is at least I would say forty years, at least 40, 45 years. Well, of course, even further than that if you want to go way back. But formally, by the United Nations effort, it started about nineteen eighties. You know, eighties, late eighties. And so it's been a long, long running. Their agenda is clearly trying to control your life I and mean, trying to tax you, trying to limit all kinds of uh, things, including freedom, obviously, and freedom of thoughts even. For us, fighting in, the, fighting in the scientific battle. By the way, I've been engaging in this topic in the scientific arena, which means I put on my boxing glove, I really fight these people because I don't really care about fame, fortune, or title, or so on and so forth. You know, like you say, degree, who cares to mention that? But I, I work very hard. I'm a legitimate scientist fighting in the field to try to answer the question, how potent is this carbon dioxide? Can it really cause global warming, as they say? So what do you do? You, you have a hypothesis, right? Okay, let's go. Let's go. We measure the carbon dioxide in the air. We try to measure temperature, let's say, right? So we can determine that. We can use thermometer, we can use satellite retrieval, we can have all kinds of information. We can monitor the oceans, we can do all kinds of things. Out of all this, all this possible, uh, what you call fingerprints or, or even a hint of the carbon dioxide changing the system, the only clear signal that we see so far after 40, 50 years, is that the planet get greener, as you say, because CO2 is plant food, right? It's, it's actually gas of life. And these people basically call it a satanic gas, right? Which is ridiculous. Because, and then, and then of course, with a bunch of a change of a very sad circumstances, that is, I call it anti-science, like anti-Christ, basically, that these people created a notion where United States Environmental Protection Agency is able to label this gas of life, the satanic gas, basically, so that they can regulate using the so-called Clean Air Act. Clean Air Act, in principle, is a very good thing. Who does I mean, I have no idea who's, what are they talking about when they insist that people like myself or perhaps you, Tim, so, you know, let's go to jail together. Then <laughs> you are the, you know, you want to destroy life. You, you love your kid to go and breathe and play with all the dirty, yeah. toxic stuff and you want to right. kill yourself and kill other people. I mean, they are they are basically accusing us of that because we just say that CO2 is gas of life. CO2 is not doing any harm. As far as we can know, after 40 and 50 years, I mean, I would say that that is pretty patient for, for my, on my behalf because I'm a true scientist. I just check if it's the truth, it's the truth. I have confronted Al Gore myself, by the, by the way. <laughs> Elgo, as you know, is the number one cronies of all cronies, right? I mean, the guys just get rich in the meantime. I have no idea how you get so rich. I mean, he's clearly not doing much, right? By selling scare, basically. And then pretend to say that he's training people and then they want to save the planet Earth. I have no idea what notion they have. I mean, who are you to save the planet Earth? Have you talked to God lately? What are you Amen. talking about? That's right. That, no, they make a lot of presumption. And then the thing that I would not give them even an inch is that they assume they have high moral authority and ethical authority. These people are basically, in some sense, if you were to look carefully, I look everywhere, by the way, in terms of their behavior, how they do, how they deal with what you call peer review publication, in terms of how they do in society, professional society, including our nation's higher scientific a body called the National Academy of Science. 
<laughs> from the bottom to the very top, all corrupted. It's not 99.9%, it's 100% corrupted. Yeah, I, I can and, see all of that. Yes, it's so sad. I mean, it's for me, I, it's unacceptable. So no matter what, what I do, I will really fight them to the end. Because, well, well, when I mean fight, I don't want to confuse people. You cannot just fight by boxing, honestly. It's just a figure of speech, obviously, right? You fight in the scientific facts. You write the scientific paper. You show the evidence, right? So you, you do all kinds of this uh, hard labor. You calculate, you measure, you try to do all kinds of things. For example, I work on all kinds of stuff like, like you know, to study the past climate change instead of just relying on thermometer. With some of my colleagues, we measure, we try to do what you call paleoclimate foxy, you know, from tree rings, from the ocean sediments, lake sediments, you know, and and all sorts of things, corals, you know, you study all this sort of thing to try to see whether you can find information of the past, right? How climate change. By the way, climate always changing, and it's changing not in a tiny little bit until men come along. That That's basically their notion, that, that the climate never change. And then human beings come along, we emit carbon dioxide, boom, it goes up. That's why it has a temperature history, if you say a thousand years. It doesn't change anything. There's no medieval warm period. There's no little ice age, as you know. I'll explain that in a minute. And then by 1900, because men start using fossil fuel, it have a stick, the blade at the end. That's basically what they're claiming. But that ain't so true. It's so bad. If it were to be true, like I say again, Elgo, you think you're faster than me? I'll be faster. I'll run. I'll be number one in the line to say, crying out loud and saying that this is bad, this is dangerous, and we've got to do something. But obviously, it's not true. And for the last thousand years, we know climate used to be a lot, lot warmer. You can make wine in England where you can't possibly even make wine now, right? Even in northern part of England, I mean, even in Nova Scotia, places like that. So these are places that is not supposed to make wine, but now it, because it was warm in the past, not now. In Greenland, as you know, it used to be green, and now it's all ice sheets. What are we talking about exactly? Then Little Ice Age come in, right? There's a period called Little Ice Age from about 1300 to about 1900 or so, right? Where the ice accumulated. This is what you call a mini ice age. A major ice age is basically what we call the last glacier, right? The America. We used to have glazed ice about a mile thick or even two miles, depends on the region, right? In New York area or in Boston, we are really, really thick of ice. South Carolina, you escape a little bit because the edge of it is near Delaware, right? And the, the ice advances, huge amount of ice. I mean, those are serious ice age. And then you have a thing called Little Ice Age, which is the most modern time from 1300 to 1900. And it is the coldest period. For the last 10,000 years or, well, or so, roughly, because we haven't seen anything that cold before. And then after a cold period, guess what happened? It warms up again. For me, we've been studying the evidence very carefully. Clearly that this middle of a warm period and little cold ice age and then this warming back a little bit, it's all natural. And in fact, not only natural, we think that we know who the culprit is. It's basically the, well, it's still a, uh, the sun hasn't right yet, but it's actually the sun that is doing it. So with this sort of uh, information and this sort of scientific evidence and facts, you cannot sit idly by by agreeing with them, by saying that they got to cut CO2 emission for everybody except themselves, obviously, because we all know another one of form of a very major irritant for normal people like ourselves is that 
they say that we should be start taking a lot of buses. That's what Al Gore is advising. But well, he's driving his private jet, obviously, right? That's right. I mean, John Kerry is the number one guy. He said, well, you know, he essentially said that he's more important than, than any of you ever. You have a chance, right? That he has to fly because he has urgent matter. He has to fly this and that. No, John Kerry, you just do like what we do if you actually believe in all these things. You are really full of crap. I mean, Bloomberg is number one killer, by the way. Bloomberg, you know, you all know Michael Bloomberg, right? <laughs> the former New York City mayor. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is pretty evil because he threw all his money to try to make sure that shut down coal industry, shut down natural gas, which is actually a very good thing to use, actually. And they don't like any of these things. And then except... The, and then no, another thing that is very bothering me about all these kind of people is basically they are also anti-nuclear. Nuclear nuclear energy, I think, is the the best form of energy and the, the only kind of energy that will, will actually carry humanity out of serious trouble. Because think about what I just mentioned about Ice Age. When you have Ice Age, <laughs> you know what? We have big trouble. I mean, humanity can hardly survive. Dogs are very smart. Dogs befriended humans, so they survived the last ice age. You know, dogs are very, very intelligent animal. They they make use of our emotion, basically. They manipulate us. That's that's the story, right? In some sense, from yeah, from sure. logical studies and all this stuff, ecological study, you can understand dog how smart it is. But during an ice age, guess what we do? We're really in serious trouble. You can't really drill down in the ice and go further to try to get stuff, right? <laughs> I mean. You can grow food. You have all kinds of problems. Okay? And nuclear energy is the only thing left because well, that's why we have to be prepared in some sense. If we were to want to be prepared for any future scenario problem, I would say you have to worry about the cold more than the warm. Right? I mean, warm, we can handle it. In fact, even technologically, scientifically, we can handle warm much, much easier than cold because coal. You see, all this is related to source of energy. The Earth has no energy in some sense, only some radioactive decay, you know, from uranium, thorium, and, and even, even potassium, uh, you know, in, in your banana. <clears throat> these, these are all basically tiny form of heat energy that we have. But 99.9% .9 of all the energy from, for the Earth, given to the Earth, is actually from the sun. This is why when I'm a trained solar physicist, so I study the sun, I don't really care if the sun doesn't power the, the earth and so on and so forth. I just study. Facts is facts. You know what I mean? You don't have to get emotional or all this stuff. You just have to study them and then be truthful. And then when I first get into this field like 30 some years ago, <clears throat> the first curious thing that I always hear is this. Well, the sun perhaps used to warm the planet earth. But then... By uh, all of a sudden, let's say by 1950, the sun, the sun can no longer do it. Wow, I say these people are fairly, fairly interesting. How can they make those statements? So I go check, obviously. By the way, it's obviously not true. <laughs> they just essentially do obviously, this, yes. a narrative. It's a, it's a, it's a, you see, they, they treat this as the science, you know, trademark, basically. But it's complete nonsense. There is no such thing. They manipulate evidence. They manipulate how how you present your information. So in, in, in professional meeting, they started to get more and more aggressive. So guys like me used to go to a lot of those conferences, making keynote speeches and so on, because I'm fairly good, I guess, in what I'm doing professionally. I used to get to do all these important talks. But this day, 
<laughs> I get nobody wants me to talk. They say you shut up, you keep quiet. By the way, I don't really care. I, I'm going to talk at uh, anybody in the area of Houston. Please come to University of Houston Law School, November 6, Monday. I'll be speaking at noontime, high noon, okay? Don't bring your side out. Just be careful. <clears throat> don't pack it up. But anyway, I'll be there speaking uh, to some of the students there uh, and even some of my old NASA, you know, Apollo project retirees. Those guys are already retired. Those guys are the ones that actually work on the engineering problem to try to bring a man to the moon, land it there, bring him back. <laughs> I mean, they soon. are the ones that did it. These are the, what you all can let, do generation. And this let, is the pride of America. And then look at that. They turned the, the whole climate science back backward. Completely nonsense. It's cartoon science. Absolute nonsense. I'm so bothered by this that you cannot shut me up because I think it's really anti-God, anti-everything. When this Oh, it is. Oh, it absolutely is. You know, the Bible talks about the earth is not is immovable. Yes. It, it talks about the fact that God had, knows the the end from the beginning. Uh, right. He's in control of all these things. I, there's a couple of questions, though. One yes, is what what got you into this particular agenda, dealing with this agenda, and re, sort of rebuking it and exposing it for the evil that it is. What what was the first thing that kind of red flag that popped up in, in your mind to, to go after something like this? Well, it, it was about, it was, uh, first of all, I was, uh, I, I used to get my degree from the uh, University of Southern California, Los Angeles. And then I got an offer to do a postdoc at Harvard. So I came, right, in 91. So it's been a long time. And I did that stuff. I, 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 I was assigned to study, let's say, how much uh, natural climate change, right? How, how much the sun can affect the climate system. So, <clears throat> We do all kinds of work. We basically not only looking at our own sun, we look at other sun-like stars, so the fascinating part of the astrophysics and astronomy. So we learn very quickly. Like I say, the first puzzle is when I read the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change Reports. By the way, they started since 1990 until 19, uh, uh, 2021. They already have six reports, right? Every five or six years, they produce one. And during those times when you read those reports, I mean, it is a very strange thing. Like I say, the sun could work, they say, in the past. Yes, 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 yes no doubt. We admit that. Oh, like, like the coming out from the ice age. It's clearly sunlight that is doing it, by the way. <laughs> when the sun, the, sun uh, the, the ice sheet grows so, so huge, right? So you need to melt the ice sheets away. How are you going to milk it? I, I tell Al Gore to, to shine CO2 laser? It's not going to work. By the way, another one of those guy that irritates me the most is the former Secretary of Energy by the way, name of Steve Chu. Yeah, he has a Nobel Prize, by the way. He, all of these people have very high good medals. You know, all this four nonsense that they're talking about. But then they don't understand climate system. They never study them. They just talk as a politician, as a narrative. Sometimes this is how people cannot tell the difference. Oh, who is really soon to talk again a Nobel Prize in physics? But the guy's Nobel Prize is given in, in laser confinement. So I challenge him. Let's take the CO2 laser that shine the light that you say that is going to be dangerous. Put a piece of ice, shine that, and tell me how long it takes for the ice to melt. By the way, ice is not so sensitive to infrared radiation, so it would not melt. It will take a long time, by the way, if you're under a good condition. Only the visible sunlight, if you shine some kind of yellow light, yes, it will melt. But it's the yellow light that the, the ice actually dislikes, right? Wow, CO2 that's incredible. That's the kind of experiment that you can do. But these people are talking nuts, crazy stuff. 
They, they are not truthful. That's the whole problem. They don't tell the whole story. And then my latest work is basically that it's quite many problems, by the way. There's so many problems. One of the first problems that I tried to do, but I couldn't do until like when I got certain colleagues. A lot of things about science is that you have to be very patient. You have to accumulate the data. You have to see how good is the data. So we realized, for example, we published a paper last year. Well, this year, basically, January, that we show that most of the thermometer data are completely contaminated by concrete buildings, by, by what you call urban heat island effects, right? Because and then because and IPCC and uh, United uh, United uh, what do you call uh, what do you call Environmental Protection Agency, you know EPA and those guys those guys are recommending us to use uh, data from measure but then they don't discriminate between urban and rural station you know places that is so far more remote where where you have no contamination of the you know when you measure the thing it's it's not easy you have to be very very careful. And they are basically measuring urban heat island factors, basically. And not only that, in their report, they say, oh, it's extremely small, this urban heat island effect. Yeah, we realize it's true. It's a real phenomenon because everybody knows. They cannot cheat, right? Because when you drive, let's say, from remote area to Charleston or, or to Washington, D.C., I mean, you will know inner city is far more warmer, especially during daytime when it's very, very, uh, <clears throat> when the sun is shining, for example. I mean, the heat starts accumulating and then, you will see the effects on the thermometer easily. You're not measuring climate, by the way. That's the whole problem. So we show that, and then IPCC become very unhappy, obviously. And then a bunch of those guys that work with NASA, you know, Goddard Institute for Space Study. I mean, my good friend that you rec that recommend me to you is uh, Alex Newman, right? Liberty Sentinel and this guy. Yep. He actually reported that in the Epoch Time, a very nice article. So people could look it up. It's a very nice article written about our work because we published about three papers this year showing this problem. We're showing how the United Nations and the US EPA and even the NOAA and the NASA are all corrupted in the sense. They are recommending people to use bad data, really. So that's the theme for my talk at University of Houston in next week. Basically saying that they are recommending people to use uh, things. And then if you were to study the law, that in the United States, we do have a law called Data Quality Act or Information Quality Act. Yeah, can you help people understand what that what that's for? Yeah, what that says is that for government regulations and government ruling, you know, rulemaking, policy making, like recommending, okay, you know what I mean? We're going to start using gas stove, right? But on what basis are you using? What data are you using? Oh, they say it's global warming, right? But then they show you the data that is contaminated by urban heat island effect. We show that if you take only rural data, the behavior is very, very, very different. Okay? And then you can explain those things by sun, the effect of the sun. So another factor that I do is basically show that how, what you call, for example, US EPA and uh, United Nations report, they recommend you to use only one particular way of uh, measuring the, the sun's uh, light output. And we show that in the scientific literature, there are 27 of them. And these people basically tell everybody to shut the hell up and then cover it up. <laughs> I mean, this is insane, basically. They are just telling everybody that, please, blindfold yourself. Just trust us. We will, we will guide you. We will take you everywhere. And then, in fact, they put us very near the cliff now. It's very dangerous. And that's the honest truth. I'm not exaggerating this one. I hate exaggeration, by the way. I'm a very measured person. I look at this problem for so long. 
And these people keep saying that we're going to cut down CO2 emission, we're going to have more wind and more solar and all that nonsense. I mean, who doesn't want to have more wind, more solar, really? It's just that it's extremely expensive, it's costly, it's ecologically damaging, it's doing all kinds of problems, basically. And some of my friends even started to work on problems that related to how the sound is affecting the whale. I mean, these people really care about the whale. They are the ones that claim that they love the whales, right? I mean, it's all God's creature. I mean, we've got to help make good environment. That's for sure. sure. But the problem is these people are lying and cheating through their way. They give you bad data. Yeah, you know, data, one of, data that is not controlled. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, one of, one of the things that uh, we were hearing, my sons and I went down to Florida a couple of weeks ago for the LifeWave mm-hmm. conference, and he had introduced a, um, a drone there that mm-hmm. took in the dirty air to, you know, utilize for propulsion and stuff, and then exhausted clean air. So we do have some people on the opposite side Right, you know, developing technologies that that we can obviously use that that do they're efficient and they're ecologically sound, if you want to say that. And, I, and look, I'm the not friend, for this polluting. That the, God exists. God is doing the good thing. I see. Because I see. And now, in most of these good people, the plenty of good right. people in America. Oh no, no, Amen. I'll never give up on America. I say that we have a lot of good people. I mean, a bit like myself, just telling the truth, doing the science, mm. trying to well. I can't possibly educate because I always say it's I'm a bit immature in my head. My head is too young. <laughs> but the problem is I try to my best. Tell the truth. You know, that's why we have camp constitution to teach children about our U.S. constitution, speak about science and things like that in New Hampshire, as I just speak to you about, right? Every summer we have this camp constitution that even Alex Newman bring his whole kids, his whole family there. Mm. So we are we do things like this, you know, a little bit, you know, Something to make sure that our younger generation don't get fooled by all this nonsense, right? I mean, that's why people, Alex, emphasize homeschool, which is really important also, because you send your kid to school, basically you send them to, to get killed, basically, to get completely swamped by all that nonsense, you know, to get too emotional about anything rather than just trying to understand facts. I mean, so, how can math be racist? These people are teaching yeah. math to be racist. Yeah. They're teaching kids to be all kinds of a false notion. You know, like, I mean, it's just crazy. It is, yes, I I have to say that, yes, I'm sorry for interrupting you. When you no, that's fine. Me. That's fine. Yes, yes. We do have a lot of good people. Yes, yes. I, I, I clearly, well, let me tell you, another thing that one ought to do is like work a little bit more. Well, we kind of solved the problem already, by the way, in terms of nuclear energy. We do have the technology. We have already, well, nuclear energy, I would say that, by the way, don't get confused by the energy, nuclear energy from the sun, which is a fusion, you know, like fusing two hydrogen, right? But while we're talking about fission here, which is like the bomb, basically, right? The the bomb that we dropped in uh, Nagasaki in Hiroshima. But those, we're talking about fission product, which means we strip, strip the neutrons off so we can gain the energy, the nucleus energy, basically nuclear, right? But we have already solved that problem in terms of careful use of those energy to generate heat so that you can drive the turbines and things like that. We're already down to four or five generations, very modern kind of technique from the old problem that people worry about. So we essentially have that. But guess what problem in US? We are basically hang ourselves. We tie ourselves with red tapes because of all these environmentalists creating scares that is actually too unreasonable. If it, we are all be, I'm just always urged for being reasonable. Let's all come back to neutral. Let's not keep fighting about all this polemics. Even El Gore, please, God will forgive you. 
Not me, obviously. <laughs> God will forgive you, but come back. Do not tell lies. Just go straight. Nuclear energy, by the way, they are against nuclear energy. That's the thing that troubles me the most. They keep, don't want us, by the way, I also see no problem in using coal. Because like we say, in the process, you are emitting carbon dioxide that's good for the planet. Who are we to blame this co- uh, coal energy use? Huh? Coal that's may right. have certain problems that they say, oh, related to particulate matters. But those are also under control. We can build filter that can trap this sort of uh, particulate matters and things like that. So on and so forth. So it has been really through technology and through very mindful, good people doing this kind of thing that we are very, very fine. And then this is where the problem becomes un- unreasonable, right? They think that you can export all of that problem to China, buy everything from China, which is ridiculous, isn't it, right? I mean, they have no rule, no regulation. <laughs> well, let me, let me ask you something because you were, you were making mention of teaching the Constitution classes. And I think this is, this is key for people to understand. Where in our Constitution did we give the federal government all this control over all of that stuff? Article 1, I see nothing in there about that. Yeah. I, I really don't see. Now, you may can, somebody can make an argument that if, somebody's, if they're actually polluting across a state line or something, maybe you got something there. But that, that can be handled in the court. That's not something that, that the yes. feds are needed for. That would be under the, uh, the judici- judicial branch. So yeah. where, where in the Constitution do they have authority to do this? Indeed, is is a you know that we have we have a lot of this illegitimate kind of a thing, right? Department of Energy. I mean, there's no such thing that Department of Education nonsense and other nonsense. We have so many nonsense. I mean, created by all these modern eras of uh, of of uh, anti-constitutionalists, right? I mean, it's very dangerous. We do, in some sense, I don't want to invoke this notion, but for a while, that you clearly we do have a lot of this enemy within, but unfortunately. I occasionally, like I say, I'm not, I really are not to the level of uh, being able to forgive these people. They are just too anti-America in some sense. I mean, they really don't like us. They don't like us. They really want to destroy America. They don't believe in what America stands for. They don't believe in the Second Amendment. They don't believe in the freedom of speech, really. They just want to censor speech. They basically, I am really also, I couldn't say I'm very hardcore. I just don't like people who, basically try to censor people because I know for sure they've been trying to stop me for years and years and years using all kinds of tricks, dirty tricks, saying that basically that I collected all this money, stealing money from fossil fuel company, that all of my interest is about money and so on and so forth. Yeah, things like that. So I do want to say about this camp constitution, please people look up campconstitution.net. I mean, it's it's one of this group run by my good friend, uh, Hal Shutliff. And uh, these are designed for families, for, for mostly for kids. And then this day, I mean, the adults started to come because they're now beginning to say that, hey, I need to learn these things. So there's a lot <laughs> yes. of our parents also coming into the thing. But we try to make sure that parents don't ask questions only on the outside, of course, because we will be there for the whole week, basically, right? It's a week-long kind of of camp that, that even uh, well, te- good teacher like Alex Newman is there. He talk about, you know, all kinds of things. You know, about wokeism, all kinds of stuff, and, and banking, economy. You know, I talk about science. And then many, we have many guns, right? Uh, people talking. And then we even have a, oh, I don't know if you guys know about the John Birch Society. And then uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, the president, the former president. Anyway, those guys, they're all, all the big guns are there. They're talking and things like that. So it's a very good camp. 
And then, but that's what we need. We need our younger generation to be not get lost. Amen. In some yeah. sense, I think that we're pretty much stable, you know, for older mind like us. We really have to be concerned about how they are actually trying to rob our kids away from us. They're basically doing all kinds of illegitimate stuff. I mean, yes, there's no such thing in, in the constitution that, that we should have a, you know, the government should be responsible for, for teaching the student. I mean, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> we are supposed to teach our own kid. Don't, don't you think that that's basically the number one role of a parent? That, that's exactly I mean, right, brother. Of just drink beers and uh, smoke pot and doing De- all the stupid De- things. Deuteronomy chapter 6, you've you got yes, exactly sir. right. That's what the Bible says. And and the one thing on, on top of that, that education process, you know, the Bible says the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, it's the beginning of wisdom. And we're to take and we're to have his commands, his statutes, and his judgments in our hearts as fathers, because I believe Deuteronomy 6 is aimed at dads. Mm-hmm. And then we're to be those who disseminate that to our children. He, he talks about doing it all day long. How can dads do it all day long when when we're you know forced out into the workplace 8, 10 hours a day or what, 12 hours a day or whatever? You, you're unable to do those kinds of things. So it's tearing at the family structure, at the roles of the family, and now we see yes. this just... You know, full frontal assault with men trying to be women, women trying to be men, something that will never, ever happen. Yes. Um, and that's just as that's just as uh, uh, bizarre and wacky as what we're talking about here with, global, uh, with the, the uh, climate kind of change. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is the crazy notion, you know. There's such binary two types of sex. That's about it. There's no spectrum of it. These people are talking crazy stuff. Yes, uh, uh, and, and, and trying to say that biology justified that. No, absolutely not. Hell no. It's not true. <laughs> These people are very good at hoodwinking us as using authority. Oh, this professor of biology. No, 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 no. Come, come. Talk evidence. Speak evidence. Speak the truth. Even a guy like me who have not trained in biology, um, I understand enough stuff that I'm willing to talk to you. I'm willing yeah. to ask questions. I want to I ask. They're lying. Let me they're ask using you something. The national academies are using authority. That's the whole thing. The same old story. Yeah. Trying to overwhelm, control our life by... By, by basically breaking down all these little structures. Yeah. Uh, wanna, let me ask you a question about that. Have you have you had the privilege of being able to sit maybe at a dinner, you know, face to face with somebody who opposes you? And oh, you yeah. can sit there and you can have these discussions. And do you have any of them just blatantly say, I don't care if this is the truth. I, you know, this is what I, I mean. Have you run into any people who are just so blatant they would be that that bold and brazen to say that? Uh, not quite, but uh, there are a few who, a lot of them, basically. I, I actually do. I'm not afraid, right? So I go talk to them. I, I, I mean, plus their fellow human being, put it this way. I just talk nicely to them. I ask them questions. And then 100%, every single one, they, because I'm very serious. I really want the truth. If I'm wrong in one thing, Heck, immediately I will change. I correct myself. Yeah, sure. So, for example, I, I met, I sit next to dinner to one of these guys who generated the data for what they call the ocean, right? For warming temperature. Well, he's basically trying to measure the amount of heat in the ocean. I ask him, can you explain to me how the carbon dioxide can warm the ocean? He said, I don't know. He's the expert. He's the NOAA expert. He retired already. But I t- And then he said, oh, it's the climate model. I say, but I look at the climate model. There's no mechanism. There's no way you can do that using the climate model. You know, it's like model walking on a runway and nonsense. I mean, it's not models. I mean, those models are so weak. By the way, part of the problem is not only data. 
they are using climate model that that basically is not fit to any <laughs> reality to try to forecast the future a hundred years into the future a thousand in fact some of them are so ridiculous they even do fifty thousand years into the future this is how crazy these people are and they publish in national academy of science and then they're pounding on their chest and then when you ask questions they say shut up don't ask questions <laughs> that immediately is another hint. Yeah. Yes, I met many I of this. In bottom line is that I challenge Al Gore, for example. <clears throat> I say, Al Gore, I am a scientist. You are not. You keep saying that the CO two will kill the planet, will warm the planet, and all cause all that problem, right? Is that right? And then he kind of say yes. What's your name again, son? What's your name again? He, he's basically getting from uh, his earplug. I don't know. Somebody's supplying him because he was shocked by somebody able to ask him in such a high-profile forum. I was in the one of these Wall Street Journal closed-door meeting. You know, Czechoslovakia president Vaskle Plow was there. All this bunch of people, but I was in there. I was able to ask Elgo a question after a long time. Now, by that time, it was twenty years. I was waiting. I say, Elgo, can you explain to me? You know. What? Who's going to be responsible for the ecological disaster for cutting down CO2 emission? Who asked you to do that? Who gave you the permission? Because we know CO2 is plant food. When you reduce the CO2 to the air, don't you think that you're going to make the whole ecosystem worse? Are That's you exactly what you're going to do. That? That's exactly you what you're going to answer do. that question. You know, by the way, the amount of CO2 in the air now we can give a number. I don't want to use the number to confuse people, but it's, it's about 400 parts per million, okay? Which means, you know, you have that much of a, a basically 0.004%, right? Uh, in the air, concentration. But the experiment from laboratory, from, from natural ecology or geology or in the past, we know that even we can, we need, we're now in a CO2 starvation state. Do you understand the planet Earth? should have about 1,200 if we want to be optimal, like good, 1,200. But we're now only 400. And these people want to cut down to 200, what they're supposed to do, Ice Age? Because during Ice Age, is about 200, basically. And that's why I'm challenging El Gore. You know, who gave you the, the permission to actually cut down the CO2 emission? I don't understand that. I don't care what you do also. You can claim all you want. First of all, we have no evidence. Even if I agree with you, you cut about who give you the right because we know CO2 is plant food and good for animals, good for humans, good for everything. In fact, even the whole ocean will benefit if there are more carbon dioxide. They try to create a thing called ocean acidification. Another complete made-up stuff that I actually look into it. I have studied it very carefully and found out to be another, the word is actually hoax. Nonsense, these people. So, so sorry uh, that in this uh, short uh, few minutes that I throw so many things at you, but I do want to tell you, please come now. I'm not disappearing. You can look at, look for me really soon, right, at series.sign.com. Yep. And we have all kinds of information. You can always write to us by email, right? And uh, ask us any question. If I don't know anything, I have huge amount of colleagues all over the world from all over the world, that we are basically good scientists, honest scientists, objective, and then God-fearing people that really, really want to tell the truth and nothing but the whole truth. That's the whole point, because I throw too many topics. We talk about carbon dioxide level. We talk about temperature, thermometer data being bad. We talk about paleo climate. We talk about uh, what, what I just talked about, ocean acidification scare. You know, they're trying to scare you. I mean, these are all crazy stuff. Yeah. We talk about 
CO2 being a plant food, those are all experimentally verified. When we say experimentally verified, it means that even you can do it, right? Go ahead and do it. Why do you think people grow tomato in a, in a, in a greenhouse? And, and they have to spend money, by the way, to generate the carbon dioxide. They burn propane, obviously, right? To try to get it to a level where the, the, the tomato and all this other green stuff, especially green leaf, especially during winter yeah. in Canada and places like that. Those are multi-billion dollars industry, by the way. You don't get fooled by those people, you know? And these people are just insane, basically. They're just talking nonsense after nonsense after nonsense. And then they just want to, I don't know what they want. These people are just lost in some sense. I, I can, like I say, only God can forgive them and basically guide them to the right way. I would try my best to persuade them with evidence and with a bit of kindness, of course, it comes a long way. You know, we don't have to keep fighting. I hate fighting, by the way. Sure. I, I really think that we can have a good way to, but a lot of these people are very unreasonable, like you say. Like, they knew. What you, okay, I understand your question, Tim. I think there are people who knew that this is not a problem and yet they have to sell it as a package. Hmm. Yes, I clearly have seen certain uh, sector of people. Like, for example, people are now all in the, let's say, in the, the solar and the wind power industry. There are a major industry that is actually doomed to fail, 100% doomed to fail, or the electrical vehicle, EV, for example, now. They try to mandate from the top down. Okay? And then they would quickly, they knew about all the problem about, let's say, all these, all these three things, EV, solar power, guess what you need? You need rare earth minerals. You know where the mining is going to come from? They don't want to look at the dirty picture of how all these kids in Uganda, they want all these other places, how they collect all this, all this stuff. They don't want to talk about those things. Because you know what? It's much more convenient to sit around in my computer using my iPhone comfortable air-conditioned room to try to dictate and tell the rest of the world. These people really have too easy of a life. They don't understand how, how basically, well, it's a well-known fact too. There are at least 4 billion people of our six, 6 or 7 billion people in the world now still don't have access to cheap electricity, right? And that basically ruined, basically doomed their life to, to actually permanent problem, permanent poverty, you know, starvation, you know, never mind about education. I mean, when guys like Bill Gates invented this, what they call $100 a computer, I say Bill Gates for God's sake. Sorry for using that word. He, you are the Microsoft guy. Why should people in Africa use a $100 laptop and where you can use a $1,000 laptop? Why don't you just donate this thing instead of just talking like this? Why? Black African, because of their skin, they cannot use a, a normal laptop like us? This is why I bet sometimes I do get very, very unfair. These people, with the way they talk about things, they make the presumption that they have a high ethical moral, moral authority to try to say, oh, yeah, I'm trying to develop clean energy for them. Yeah, the reason why they don't have clean energy because you guys are stopping coal power plant. They use the World Bank to control them. Don't give loan to those African countries if they don't use follow what they dictate you what to use. They won't allow them to develop hydropower. They, don't, they do so many things to control them, to, to make sure that they don't <laughs> have good access to cheap electricity energy, which already the world knows. We have the technology. They don't. They just simply won't allow that to do. Plus all this internal corruption issue, obviously. But to to try to cast Africa as as a as a place where they they had to use a hundred dollar, that just turned me off so much. By the way, so 
no matter what, uh, Bill Gates, I guess I would never receive a penny. I would not take any money from you because I don't like people like you. I mean, I don't really care about money. When you talk like that, you are really an enemy of God, enemy of everything. Amen. That's right. I'm not afraid of you because I have to speak the truth because I, I don't like that notion. People keep saying, oh, yeah, you have done some good. But ultimately, they are very selfish people. They put the money back. Like Elgo. Elgo said, oh, you know what? I don't make any money. I, am so, I put it back to my foundation. But the foundation that the check is only signed by himself. Right? Uh-huh. Yep, that's right. Donate the money. For serious. For real, dude. Donate to Camp Constitution or Sons of Liberty. Why not? Right? I mean, give us some, some love. Some real money. Come on. <laughs> where, where you don't tell us what to do. We will keep doing, carrying out God's given good work. We will do good work. We're not, we're not doing anything less. Okay? That's what I'm challenging them. So but anyway, you will never hear us. But. So ha have you had any interactions with the EPA at all? Or have you had any? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. We try many things. We try to, for example, every time they try to pull out our rules and then you can submit comments and things like that. I have done all of that. I have, uh, we have a... Uh, you see, I used to also was uh, going to Washington, D.C. a lot. But again, Washington, D.C. is full of lawyers who's also not serious about truth. They are very scared of science and scared of scientists. They always say science is too difficult to explain. You see what I'm saying? They're, they are themselves who want to create this unnecessary layers. You know, if you are anywhere at all as a scientist, if you cannot explain your science to people, I think you shouldn't be a scientist, isn't it? Yes, there are some technical yep. things, the math and all exactly. physics and all kinds of problems, biology, chemistry, who knows what, right? But you ought to be able to at least explain the fundamental basis. But DC is full of people like that, swamp creature, who just want to maintain the status quo. That's why it's a bit unhealthy. You can see that in our politicians. You know, people that we elected to office behaving like this all the time, so afraid of this and that, where all of us <laughs> who willingly have to give our tax for their amount of abuse. I mean, it's really nonsense. I mean, and that's why I would say that uh, we will just have to work harder. That's all. And and keep doing what we do. I mean, I'm just not going to bother by this kind of nonsense from them. They are just really rather awful people. And we will do our best. And then always, like I say, always remind people is that, you know, we don't have to be so confrontational. I mean, I maybe we are a little bit uh, excited right now, but uh, I'm just simply a scientist. We just want to understand things, how it works, and then explain to people if I can with full truth and full evidence. If things that I say is wrong, please challenge me. Please correct me, and that's the way to go. And then I would ask the same of them, of course. And the problem now is that in some sense, we found now by this stage, after some 30 years of research, that this CO2 idea of uh, causing climate disaster all over the globe, changing the weather, making the hurricane more intense or less intense and, and more typhoon, and That's less a, polar bear, more polar bear, more coral, I, less coral, uh, Willie, sea level rise. It's all nonsense, basically. Yeah. Willie, let me ask you one question because we've got about three and a half minutes here. Uh, what about this weather, weather modification stuff that's been going on? What's your take on that and how it plays into their narrative? Okay, uh, well... I have tried to look at it. I would say that the ability to modify the weather in a small scale is possible, but not in anything larger than a city, I would say. It's a very difficult thing, by the way. It is a project that is, has been attempted for a long time, since the 1940s, late 40s, after the war. GE have tried to seed uh, the cloud, you know, the water 
atmosphere with a silver iodide to try the idea is to try to glue this water. Basically, we're trying to glue water essentially, but it's been a very difficult experiment. And the U.S. essentially has stopped doing those experiments. And now, of course, people talk about, I, I have been asked many times this kind of question, but the main major investment is uh, in Beijing Olympics. They have done those. The Chinese government know how to do some of that. And then, but the major people that invest in that is actually Israel. They have done so a lot of that research, but most of the time, even by now, science is a very hard subject, by the way. It's not cartoon. It's not, it's not, it's not what you see on movie Hollywood. Basically, a lot of special effect, but not real. But <laughs> it's a very hard problem, I have to say, because they have tried for many years. They are still not able to come up with something to measure that, okay, if I put in this amount of uh, stuff, can I get more water out of it? Like, for example, if you want to make more rain, right? I think even simple question like that, I don't take it for granted because science is really that kind of incremental stuff. We don't have a lot of uh, knowledge on this. People may claim that they have suspicions of this radar doing this, doing that. I would say that I'll be more cautious because I really haven't seen something to my level of satisfaction. If these people have more evidence to show me, of course, I'll be all ears willing to hear because I just say that to modify a sky on a small patch of sky, yes, it's possible, but not anything bigger than a city, actually, or even a town because it's not easy to do this, okay? Because you have so many other factors, especially from the wind and from all kinds of conditions. And depends on also where what time of the day and this this and that. So it's a, not an easy thing to do. So that's basically my my honest point of view. Okay. Okay. All right. Now you've got a website here, Center yes. for Environmental Research and Earth Sciences, or Ceres, C E R E S dash uh, dash science dot com. That's where you can. That's where people can check you out. Can they, can they contact you and do some yes, other things yes, as well? Yes, yes, you can there? go to the contact area. You will send. You'll be able to send email to me and things like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thirty. I'll go through you, you know, to Alex Newman, and please, we are network. I mean, I think what America is most urgent now in needs of all the patriots grouped sure. together, and then sharing info, sharing intelligence. Of course, tell the honest truth. I hope people who who are in favor of this weather modification don't go too crazy on on me, for example, saying this thing, but I tell you what I know, right? Because there are people who really vehemently believe that this thing is true. I just haven't found the evidence myself. I mean, I have to check it myself before I follow anybody, right? Amen. So that's basically a science that scientist is all about. So my job is to tell the truth, and that's the way I, I will function. Yep, and let the chips fall where they may, and that's what that's why we had you on. We wanted to just give you a a place where you, an outlet where you can speak and you can share that. And a lot of people sure. in the chat were talking about uh, they really appreciate the fact that you take the very complex and you make it very simple uh, for them as well. Hang on, and I'll say goodbye to you off air, guys. Bradley, will be with you at three o'clock this afternoon. Sons of Liberty Media com, and then Lord willing, we're going to be back with you here in the morning, six a.m. bright and early. Talk to you then. Yeah.